about the wanderers in all gold and black You better retreat cause we're on the attack The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 289 That's 289, it's the ENS Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined alongside me in the same room, Mr. Liam Keane. Baby, how's it going, sweaty? <laughs> the uh, the eye contact while you were doing the, Do you the, like the intro there. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm, I'm missing first team football. Um, Are you? I thought I, it was a nice weekend without it, to be honest. I am a little bit. If it was weird without it, I don't know, we'll get on to it. We did do the Dave Edwards charity game. Obviously, uh, we, we, we'll come on to the women's game as well. We I was, uh, I was doing some bits on that earlier this morning. So there's still football around, don't get me wrong. But if it was weird not having the, uh, the men's first team playing, I don't know. I just, I, if it was odd not having it. And if I had the weekend off, it might be different. But I was working yesterday, so it doesn't make a difference. Oh, we were working, but I mean, we weren't working. Well, I was working, you were. Wow. You had your egg bites and your... Well, mate, I was I was yeah, I was right. working at nine a.m. I was at Molyneux with the peeps doing the ten k. I wouldn't call that work. Six thirty in the morning start. By the way, it took an hour and a half, didn't it? Wow, <laughs> I'm still still running it now, mate. Twenty five k in. It was a wet, windy, cold, but um, lovely day. Great, F- enjoyed it. Can't beat running in and out of Molyneux, can you? That's fantastic. I think there were about fifteen hundred people who did it. There were only a few hundred last year. Um, everyone had a smile on their face. Great camaraderie. Uh, waiting to go in because it was co- oh mate it was cold I don't know if you if you woke up early on on Sunday morning but it was cold wet windy it wasn't great and you came one thousand four hundred ninety nine <laughs> out of the fifteen hundred and in fifty one minutes forty odd seconds I think so about eight minute twenty miles so it was okay we did okay that's decent it's that's, uh, that's it was a decent canter yeah especially at your age especially at mate yeah getting on now. Nearly 43. It's not good. The legs haven't got it in them anymore. You're that young. 43. <laughs> 43. Just moisturiser. You need to get on it. Well, I saw the one you bought. Was it Newcastle? Right? Mm. Bloody hell. No. Well, we spoke about that on here. I 50, know. 55 quid, wasn't it? Something like that. 52 pounds. 50, okay. No. Oh, so I swore then. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm getting too comfortable in person. Um, ridiculous was the word I was going to use. I was going to ask you this question before we uh, started, actually. Completely, you know... Irrelevant to the podcast, but then the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the last five and a half years are always irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I was driving. We do a lot of driving. We do a lot of driving we in the do. car. Um, which you, you just got into the car recently, actually, into my car. We had a bit of a chat before the podcast, and it is full of Starbucks um, cups and uh, and paper wrappers. Because we do have to eat quite a well. We are breaking the law, I guess, but you do have to eat when you're on the go, don't you? Uh, it's not actually against the law, too. Is it not? No, no, no. I thought you can't eat in the car. Uh, no, no, no. You can if you if you're in a if I think if you're involved in an accident or some sort of incident and you're eating. I think it can work against you. I don't think it's against the law too. I, I think this is the case only because I may or may not have done a speeding course recently. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and, Damn you, Bournemouth away. And they, and they may or may not have uh, <laughs> have mentioned something about eating and driving on the on the course. So when I'm having my overnight oats, which I genuinely do. Have, <laughs> I genuinely do have soaked overnight oats that's, with protein. That's insane. Almond butter. I'm scooping it in the car with my. Don't do this at home, people. With my coffee. 
with my large coffee and water on the way to Molly, driving one-handed with my dog on the other side of the seat without a seat. I'm, I'm good, am I? Um, I think technically, but <laughs> I think technically what the law you actually are. Like, Any good lawyers out if there? If I'm wrong, yeah, yeah, because someone please let me know. Because I, I don't eat and drive anyway. Stop <laughs> but, it. But um, but uh, I would like to know if, if you are breaking the law. Um, but no, I've seen that 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 meal they have before. It looks like dog muck. It looks like Baloo's just uh, it's um, took a, fox took a, poo. <laughs> took a squat fox over your bowl, <laughs> <laughs> mate. It's but it tastes delicious. It tastes nutritious, yeah, and it's a, sure sometimes it I don't have time to have breakfast because you, know, you get up in the morning, you get straight on the peloton, you do a bit of a workout. By the time you've, you know that. The Traffic's going to be bad getting to the game, so you've got to um, have a quick shower, run out the door, get your bag, and you haven't got, haven't got time to sit down and have breakfast, so you've got to do it on the go. Just go get, do it on the go. Get up half an hour earlier. And... I can't, I can't, mate. I, I love my sleep. I need it. I'm a, I, I love my food. <laughs> I need it. I, I'm a bit of a night owl, though. You're a night owl as well. You don't go to bed super early, do you? Um, so it's, a, it's a mixture, because obviously I've got to travel over to get over to Wolverhampton if I'm in the office or mm. come into the games over, so I'm going to get up a bit earlier. But I, I don't really go to, I don't go to bed early, no. I'm... I'm I prefer a later night than an earlier morning. So the question that I was alluding to um, was... <laughs> a long way around to get uh, there. Yes, because um, we both do a lot of driving to, uh, back and forth. And I only realised this literally today. I've been driving for, well, since I was 17, so what's that, 25 years. <laughs> and I was only looking across to different people today. Headrests in car. Like, for me, when I drive, my head doesn't touch the headrest. Like like back, I don't sit back with a with the back of my head against the headrest. Then I'm thinking like I looked over to two people today either side of me when I was in traffic and they were both had it on the headrest. I'm like, have I been doing it wrong all these years? I don't. Should I, I be touching it? I don't think I do either. No. No. But think, are we think, are we doing something wrong? Is unless, that bad? Well, you can move obviously the the recline the chair reclines. You know. Well, do that. Forward or back a little. Yeah. Depend. Depending on hello, bow chicka wow wow. Depending on what time, what time of the day or night it is. Yeah, depending, you can find a nice dark corner somewhere. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else. I'm not going to go. Go on. Um, but I think you'd have to move it. You'd have to, you'd have to move it to the more forward setting because otherwise you're going to be virtually falling asleep while you're driving. Yeah, I, I, I'm like hunched over. I'm like. I'm doing it as we it doesn't really work for an audio uh, meeting uh, I'm sure you're showing me now so it's great the other 12,000 can't see you the other 12 can't see I hunched over yeah I know I don't my head's not the back no but I think some people do I'm interested if people do actually touch the touch the headrest or not no I probably would be even closer to falling asleep while I'm driving I do that on the M6 more often than not now that that is bad now for me by the way, and it, it was the same yesterday because of a long day. Yeah, I, my, eye, you know, when your eyes start going, oh, and you like stop it, mate. It's bad. And it? then you've then you've driven like again. Any police listening, please <laughs> take this as evidence. But you know, when you look at it, and then you go, I just zoned out there. Then all the, you know, you're probably doing like 17 the outside lane, and you think, crap, that last 50 meters or something, I had no recollection of it whatsoever. Not that you'd gone and gone to sleep, but you just zoned out, and your eyes start going. You're like, do you pull in or do you just get home? Uh, get home um and, <laughs> and i normally straight back into reality when as i just go over the edge heading towards the central reservation and then i go <laughs> wake myself up and turn back into the yeah that, I mean, across the across the bumps that's happened more times than rosie would like to uh, yeah. to hear about um but i've now got this single i mean i think it's a pretty standard thing on new cars but i've I got a new car fairly recently do a thing now where 
um, there's a setting that's automatically on unless you turn it off every time you turn the car on. And it's like a lane. I don't know what it's called. Oh, yeah. So if you, as, as soon as you move over lane, unless you indicate, as soon yeah. as you move over lane, it drags you back on. It drags yeah. the, the, the wheel back on. And I need that for Newcastle away because I'll be falling asleep and crashing 70 miles an hour into a brick wall. Oh, so. mate, it's terrible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I fell asleep for, for 45 minutes. At, um, like, I think it was the other day, but the driver was fine. So it was okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> in the back seat. unbelievable. <laughs> Shocking. Right. Um, look. Day, day day off or weekend off of Premier League action, but got to mention before uh, we come on to the nitty-gritty, which, which is obviously a massive week for Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club. Dave Edwards' charity game, lovely day. Great to see some some old faces. And some of them, by the way, still absolutely peak physical fitness. Some. Some of them not. <laughs> uh, but, um, but it was a great day, great for Dave as well. Loads of money raised for charity, thousands of pounds for those two great charities. And it was good to see so many friendly faces as well. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was great. The, the charity is the more important thing, isn't it? You know, um, Shrewsbury Town Foundation and uh, Little Rascals Foundation. Um, Dave's heavily involved in both of those, and, and, and I think that for him was was a nice thing to do. Um, for him to organise, I think, was very stressful for, from what he was saying to, to us after the game. Um, but then also away from that and away from the day itself, it also acted as a, as I suppose an informal testimonial, didn't it, for Dave? Uh, he spent so long mm. at both of these clubs. Um, committed the vast majority of his career to both clubs. Obviously, spent such a long time with Wolves and was was a fan favourite as well. Um, especially for me, which again I haven't admitted to him in person. Um, Love you, <laughs> Love you, Dave. And, uh, no, he's he's a really he's a really good lad, Dave. And um, and uh, and it was nice for him to have a bit of a moment as well. And he came off, didn't he? I think it was like eighty third, eighty fourth minute, something like that. Yeah. And they gave him a bit of a standing ovation. Mm. Everything he had his moment. Um, and uh, and by the way, played well. I oh. mean, I mean, at the same time, I said this to him after the game. Some of the players around him or on the opposition, you know, it was fairly easy for him to glide past yeah. for, for yes. one or two reasons. Um, but he did well. And there was a few that did well. Matt Jarvis looked sharp. He looked like he, you know, he looked I want Matt Jarvis playing. at Forest, mate. He, he looked, looked like, absolutely top draw. Looked like he was still playing. Uh, Carl Henry and David Jones in midfield are yeah. still, you know, look after themselves. Jody Craddock in defence, by the way. Um, obviously, he's, he's a bit older than the rest of them as well, and he's still. You know, in very good nick. Well, Richard Stearman's still playing for Derby. Well, yeah, exactly. Stearman's in good nick. So there was quite a few still. Uh, the ones we haven't named, <laughs> you can. Or uh, to be fair, I'm sure I forgot a couple. But apart from those couple, I forgot the rest yeah. of them. So you know, make your own decisions. Who, who, who in particular stood <laughs> out for you? Um, actually, Ella Kobe was in good nick. I still, yeah. so I'll give him credit. Uh, and I'm not going to name any more players. No. I'm going to leave it at that. Whoa. <laughs> there were some shockers. No, it was a fun day. Uh, Shrewsbury won, by the way. Um, Quite funny when I put Shrewsbury have come back to win it 4-3 and there's quite a few replies to my tweet saying Lopetegui out. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys, come on. Twitter's a great place. Oh, uh, it? it's a lovely place. I uh, really enjoy it. Actually, I enjoyed kind of weekend off from Twitter, to be honest. It was kind of nice. You've got to think that's nice. A bit of social media from an actual general reporting point of view and just a bit more relaxed. In yeah, it was definitely, definitely a bit more relaxed, yeah, because it's um, we do spend a lot of time on there. Massive week then, like I said, uh, Liam. Forrest on Saturday. I mean, goodness me. Just really, you know... Regardless of what's gone on in the last two to three weeks and the frustrations at um, different elements and things that are out of Wolves' control, they've brought it on themselves that the pressure's on now. They really have. You know, Bournemouth at home, Leeds at home, whatever you say, they've got to go and win those games, or at least they cannot lose those games, even if you draw one or both of those games. There's not less pressure going to this Forest game. There would always be eyes on it, but you've kind of given yourself, given yourself quite a lot to do now. Um, going into what is going to be a massive, massive situation and a, and, and a hotbed atmosphere on Saturday. Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's probably 
we can wrap up the referee situation in in some way. Um, mainly because there's not been a game this weekend, so there's not something else for us to moan about and talk about. Um, but also, I think that's probably the attitude that that Wolves want to take. Um, I, th- I think it's definitely the attitude that that Lopetegui uh, will, will want to take, and the what he want to instill into his players is you've got to move away from this now a little bit. And as you just said there, and I was saying in the last potty as well. Wolves, as well as they've been hard done by in certain decisions and certain mistakes, they've also got to perform better than they did, particularly in that Leeds game. You cannot defend the way they did for all four goals, but in particular the second and third ones, I keep saying, you cannot defend like that and you cannot fail to take your chances in the way they did um, and feel hard done by to lose a game. You've got to take out the referee's control. You've got to take it away from the officials and take it away from VAR. Um, and Wolves didn't do that. And they haven't done that in, in, in some of the games as well, to be to be fair. Um, so they have to go to what is, as you say, going to be a very difficult place at Forest. It's going to be spicy. Yeah. Um, spicy meatball. Exactly. And they've got to keep their heads. And you've, mm. got to, and you've got to have a game plan to win the game based on the quality you've got, mm. not based on, you know, trying to, to act or play up to whatever... Um, whatever the atmosphere and the circumstances around Forest and, and obviously they've got, you know, some some quite loud and ferocious fans at times. Um you can't play up to it. You've got to you've got to play your own game. And, and Wolves have got to get better at that. They've got to get better at focusing on themselves. Do you feel that that Forest will use a little bit of carryover from that cup game, from the situation after the game? I mean obviously we've had that FA uh, explanation that came last week, months after, which uh, I'm sure was um, you know just before the Forest game. I mean, if FA are trying to defuse something, they're not then they're not doing themselves a very good job about it when when the, the game's coming up next. Um, but will you know? Will they try and lean into that, into that frustrations, and try and bring it out of Wolves? Or do you feel that it'll be very much let's just stop this from both you know both sides and let's have a good game of football? Or do you feel that Forest will use it to their advantage? Do they need to use it to their advantage? I think uh, I'd be very surprised if Forest don't attempt. Uh, and by the way, I don't blame them. This is just get under Wolves this Yeah, skin. exactly. It's not a criticism of, the, of them to say this, but I'd be very surprised if they don't try to use it to their advantage. And that is whether it's Gibbs White himself, that is uh, Cooper on the sidelines, him and his staff going to be in Lopetegui's ear, going to be trying to rile people up. Um, yeah, he's no angel Cooper, by no, the way, no, is he? No, exactly. And by the way, Lopetegui as well. Look, he's mm. been he's been guilty of being quite... Um, Absolutely vociferous. I, I think, yeah, vociferous is a good way of putting it, actually. Um, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's been guilty of that as well. Look, I'm not going to I'm not going to defend him necessarily. But um, and look, as I say, it's not a criticism of the of Forest necessarily, but they're going to have to use whatever tools they've got to try mm. and win this game. And if we're going to be brutally honest here, if we're just basing this on quality on the pitch, Wolves should win the game. Um, unfortunately, there's a few factors that go into that. Wolves haven't produced the kind of quality they should have been doing all seasons. So that's the first thing. That's probably the biggest thing as mm-hmm. well. And then Forrest will try, I think, to get under Wolves' skin. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep level-headed, keep your emotions in check. Because right. otherwise, you will get caught up at the moment. Mm-hmm. You will make mistakes. You will get red cards. Mm-hmm. You will end up conceding goals mm-hmm. and... Gibbs White will probably be the one to score it. I think there are comparisons actually to Lopetegui on the touchline. Look, they've got they've had some absolutely shocking decisions. Of course they have. And Nuno's first year in charge with his staff uh, in the championship. Yeah, true. Because they were again some of the some of the worst at going you know across the technical area, bellowing at fourth officials, burying you know bellowing at linesmen, and you know. A lot of people can understand their frustrations and Lopetegui's frustrations this year with some of the decisions they've had. But what Nuno's staff did do the following year is they calmed it down and they toned it down 
you know, four, five-fold, really, when they went into that Premier League. Now, the difference is Wolves were doing that under Nuno, at top of the championship, winning every single week. When you're doing that and you're trying to stay in the Premier League and every single point is vital, certain decisions don't go against you or certain um, reactions don't help you in the following two to three to four games, it can really harm you and can harm you to the extent where, well, the worst case scenario of them getting relegated, really. So they've got to be very careful and they've got to react now or not at the end of the season when they sit down and look at it. You also don't want to build a reputation, do you? That's the mm. problem because um, people won't... Have say... they built it, though, is no, what I'm I trying to say? I, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I think, I think they're on their way to doing it if, they, if it continues. But I think there's a lot of sympathy amongst the majority. The Wolves have been on the wrong end of decisions. So that's going in their favour in terms of the optics, at least anyway. Um, the problem is that people won't admit this, and I'm, this doesn't just go for officials or, um, or pundits. It goes for everyone, really, us included, that... How do I phrase this? How do I phrase this correctly? Um, Wolves Wolves will get a reputation and decisions will go against them in future because people are unconsciously... don't want want Wolves to do well, let's Mm. put it that way. Mm. Don't want Wolves to do well because they built a reputation up they built a reputation that they're hard done to. Hard done by, whingers, unlucky, things like that. Wolves have absolutely been hard done by with certain decisions but I think, I think it's where the club are coming from now as well they really want to move on from it mm. um, they're quite keen to put it to the side forget about it let the football do the talking and I think that's the smartest way of going about mm. it the problem is that every time there is major mistakes fans and us mm. rightly so mm. will pick up on it mm. uh, and that is that could add fuel to the fire mm. However, at the same time, there are also conversations going on in the background. You've got um, Howard Webb is, you know, is in contact with with Wolves uh, and and Lopetegui whenever there's an issue, when, whenever either side needs to have a conversation. They ha- they they have a, a line of communication open. So in private, they can obviously set these things right and, and be fine. Of course they can, but the optics from from the outside. You don't want it to run away from you, and I think Wolves are trying that to keep a, li- a lid on it now, which I think is the right thing to do. Absolutely. Um, so. Going into the game, and we'll we'll preview it and, and team selection, etc. later on in the podcast as we normally do. But just wanted to have this quick segment before we get on to internationals and looking at who's been away this week. Um, a player that needs to step up. Going into this game, it's a massive game for this football club. Um, what player do you feel, if called upon, I mean, we, don't, we obviously don't, not in Lopetegui's head, so you might think of certain selections that we're not, but a certain player... Whether they're selected or not, maybe the next one or two games that need to really step up to the to the challenge here, stand up and be counted. I'll go with Mr. Liam Keane first. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think for some similar reasons to the last potty, which I'll go over again. I think I'll go Ryan Aitnori. And if I'm being honest, there's probably a couple, two, three, maybe four at a push you could probably name here. You're going to get a chance to name another one. Okay. I think I'll go Aitnori. For the reasons being that we'll come on to injuries a bit later in the podcast, but he may get a chance at Forest, so it's topical in the sense that he might come back into the team. Um, but it's also topical because look, he was left out the squad at Leeds. It was as Lopetegui described, tactical, which is the way uh, he likes to describe it. When it's not an injury, um, but at least he's not lying and saying it is an injury because a lot of managers would do that. And um, essentially, he's been dropped because he's not been good enough recently. He's been he's not been starting a lot of games. He's been coming off the bench having very poor performances off the bench, Newcastle away, losing the ball, obviously for the winning goal and not tracking back, um, lose, getting you know, defensively out of position, making mistakes, not having a big impact going forward, not been good enough off the bench. 
the manager has sent a message to him uh, publicly, but indirectly, if that makes sense, uh, to say, you need to book your ideas up. And it's time for him now to do that. So that for, for me, he'd be the one because I think he's the what he's the he's the latest mm. that has been thrown a bone in some way by Lopetegui. Because all, albeit you would see it as a negative for him to be left out. You saw what happened to Pedenz. He got left out, came back in, started the next two games. Yeah. So ain't no, he's got a chance now to to I wouldn't say prove anyone wrong because I think everyone knows there's a real player in there, but to prove everyone right in some ways that look you've got to start performing I was going to say when I when I know he's on he's ridiculously talented I mean this is a guy who's been linked with 25-30 million pound moves elsewhere and when it does work for him and when he's got that facility to do well and you can argue whether he will he plays better in a back five than a back than a back four absolutely but he's got to adapt and he's got to get better he's got to become a better player um he he when he is on He's fabulous. He's fabulous. And he gives a massive outlet, I think, on the overlap or looking direct. And he knows where the, he knows where the goal is as well, Liam. No, absolutely. I mean, we've seen that earlier in when Lopetegui came in. He was playing as a bit of a left winger for a couple of games as well. And, and going forward was, was dangerous. Very tricky on the ball. Got a great close control. Um, and, and I think going forward is clearly where his strengths lie. Um, but Wolves and Lopetegui, from what they've told us so far, you know, I've asked Lopetegui about this in press conferences, he sees Aitnori as a left-back. Um, Wolves certainly do. And they now need to build him up in these different aspects of his game, which, to be honest, is mainly defending. And that was has been the problem in his couple of seasons up to this point. Um, there was a moment when he had improved and he had a good spell under Bruno at one point when he was you know, defensively very good. But it needs to be more than a spell now. It needs to be consistent performing. Mm. Um, one for me, quick, very quickly, um, Matias Nunes, I think, we haven't seen anything like the play that I think was advertised or the one that we thought we were going to get a couple of very promising displays. But apart from that, you know, is he is he a victim of constant change? An A, a 10 playing on the left? Is it because he's he is so versatile that maybe he's not being played in the correct position? But regardless of where he's playing, he's got to play better for me. He's not been good enough. He was left on the bench for the Leeds game, which I'm sure would have hurt him. You know, there's talk about him going to Liverpool, etc. I mean, for me, whether he's talking about forty, fifty million pounds worth of of player, and maybe Wolves signing, you know, selling him on after a season. I mean, he's talking himself out of a move if he wants to go because it's just been very, very underwhelming. Prefer, preferred to Jao Gomez uh, against Leeds, and it was Gomez, Lamina, and Neves who played in that central three. Of course, got sent off, which has now been rescinded. You can argue whether he should have been. Allowed to do that, or, or be out of you know out of the situation. It was never a red card, but at the same time, you know he's very passionate and obviously he's very committed to the cause at this moment in time. But you've got to be committed. I want to see commitment on the pitch, and for me, it's not been there at this moment in time. He is obviously a very very good player. He's obviously a quality player. He's not to the extent of something like a Geddes where you're writing him off. He's probably a good player, but he needs to play for another club. I do think there's a, a very good player in there, but he's got to step up and and a lot like Aitnuri and then coming back and you you kind of compared it to the Pedence thing. Nunes been on the bench. I think he'll come back in to Nottingham Forest. I think Nunes is a really good candidate to come back in, especially now that red card, of course, has been rescinded. But he's got to show the fans, his teammates, and of course Lopetegui, what he's made of because they need someone like that. They've spent a hell... I mean, this isn't a kid who was five million quid. They've spent massive money on this guy. You've got to now go and show this is what you buy them for, whether you're at the top six or you're chasing European football or you're in the bottom six. You've, you've now got to show 
well, this, this club invested in me, so I've got to pay them back now, and let's just make sure that we're safe and we, we can look forward to next season, whether it's at this club or a different club, I don't care, but I've been bought for a lot of money, I'm going to show what I can do now. It's up to him. Was that meant to be a quick Sorry. segment, was it? Sorry. <laughs> um, well, don't forget as well, he was benched at Newcastle. He came on in that game, but yeah. he was benched there. So the last two games he's been he's been benched, um, obviously a new sub against mm. Leeds. So, yeah, um, I think he's, uh, I completely agree with you, but he's also a, he has been a little bit victim of circumstance because he has been chopped and changed. He was a 10 under Bruno. Then when Bruno went, Steve Davis kept him as a 10. At no point did it work. Mm. Uh, he then moved into an eight when Lopetegui first came in and he was one of the most improved players under Lopetegui for about four or five games or so. Then he's been shifted out to this left side and it's been a bit of a mixture. He's done, he's done a bit of the eight, a bit of the left side, but that consistency in position, I don't think has, has, has helped him. Um, there's <laughs> some sort of leak in the, in the roof. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think it's helped him moving around. Absolutely not. It's not been good enough though, Liam. But, but no, 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 no. But you're right. He hasn't been at the same time. It's not for a lack of trying, because I, I keep I keep banging this drum. I don't think I've ever, apart from maybe one or two individual uh, games, I've not seen him not a, not really trying to make it happen for us. Mm. He just hasn't. He's also had several one-on-one opportunities in several different games and hasn't scored any of them. Yeah. So it comes down to individual moments of quality as well as. Um, I think him just trying so desperately hard for something to happen. It's not mm. like you mentioned Geddes. It's not like the Geddes situation where he clearly didn't want to be here no. and, he was, and he was throwing his toys at the pram. Yeah. Nunes hasn't done that. No. He's trying to make it happen. He mm. just hasn't. Um, and it's a good point that you make as well. Um, look, we talk about the strikers and we, we obviously we know the, the narrative about... I know Cunha scored. I don't think it's been taken away yet, has it, from uh, on the uh, Jimmy's think, goals no, committee? No, I don't think so. He's been no, given. No, I think it's still his goal. But at the same time, you know, we know the strikers haven't scored goals, but people like Nunes and these players... They could score big goals for now between now and the end of the season of Fools. You know, a strike in a 1-0 win or a 1-1, those are massive and they do need to just chip in a little bit. I'm not saying with, you know, six like uh, like you said, um, a certain player who's going to do this season who's not in the team anymore, Mr <laughs> Nathan Collins. No but just one or two goals between now and the end of the season on top of that. And I feel like when you're playing well, you've got more confidence in taking a shot or or or, or you know providing assist or taking a, a risk when you're comfortable in in your in, you know I guess in your own game. I mean, I can kind of try to compare it to like if I'm playing cricket and my bowling is going terribly and you you know and you're an all round you like okay well I've got to bat well you almost you almost mess up because you're frustrated at your bowling because you know the pressure's on you. But if you're bowling well, you normally bat very well because your confidence is up. So if you're having a if you're having a good game and you're playing well and you you know you're winning or you're drawing and your confidence is up and the crowd are behind you, sometimes that will allow you to carry on and make that extra run, go that extra yard, provide that extra pass that will hopefully lead to a lead to a goal or two. Well, we do need more goals over you know across the board as well as from strikers, and it leads me perfectly on to this piece I did last week, three days ago, uh, on the striker, looking back at the striker goals. Now, I'm going to caveat this slightly because I did a piece a couple of weeks ago about how um, Wolves' uh, lack of creating chances is hindering the strikers, which, by the way, is absolutely still the case as far as I'm concerned. The expected goals for all the strikers is still very low. As far as I'm concerned, that means directly that they're not having enough chances and the quality of chances to score goals. So that's the first thing I'll say, that look, they need to improve the the output and creativity. At the same time, looking at the just the goals that the, that the strikers and the numbers that the, that the, the strikers have scored in, in a Wolves shirt, it's really poor, really, really is. So I, this piece I did, it, it went back to uh, the 2018-19 season, which was, of course, the first season back in the Premier League. 
Um, and there's eight strikers that Wolves have had since then, up and well, obviously up until this season so far. Jimenez, Bonatini, Catrone, William Jose, Fabio Silva, Kalajic, Diego Costa, and Cunha. Obviously, Kalajic was 40 minutes in one game, so it doesn't make a massive impact on the stats, but it's important to include all the strikers. So all of those eight players across these four and a bit seasons um, have played 310 games combined, and they've scored just 67 goals. That is mm. one goal every 4.6 games, roughly. But it gets, it gets a hell of a lot worse than that. Jimenez scored 17 and then 27 in his first two seasons at Wolves, and then obviously got four and 11 up until his head injury in the November of 2020. If you take those two seasons out of it, those other... Uh, well, it's still eight strikers because it's still Jimenez's other seasons. Just take Jimenez's first two seasons out of it. It's 23 goals in a combined 211 games. Wow. So that's 23 and 211. Yeah. So that's, a, that's just over one every nine games. For a striker, and of course we've got the, the stat where it's, a striker hasn't scored a Premier League goal. And by the way, this is all competitions, by the way, mm. so this gives them a lot more games and a lot more chances to score, and against some low oppositions in the cups, for example. But obviously we've had the stat just recently: Premier League goals. Mm. Cunha just just over a year in between the two goals for Jimenez against Watford, and then Cunha's goal. So all of it together just adds up to to, to a, a prolonged period mm. of strikers failing to score goals in in a, in a wolf shirt. Jimenez's two seasons that were exceptionally prolific, 17 goals in his first season, all competitions, 27 in his second season. You take those two out of it, 23 goals in 211 combined games amongst eight strikers, one every nine games. It's not anywhere near good enough. And that, for me, is the blazing alarm bells problem mm. that Wolves have to fix. And they've got to fix it quickly. Absolutely. They can't just wait till the summer, really. They've got some people have got to start to be counted, and we talk about midfielders and 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 defenders. You know, this is these guys, Cunha, Jimenez, you know, Costa to a certain extent as well. But they've got they've got to start scoring some goals between now and the end of the season. Absolutely, they've, they've got to start chipping in. Um, Cunha, I'm happy that he, you know it took a big deflection, but I'm happy for him that he got his goal, and hopefully that will do him the world of good. Jimenez has looked very good in certain games, and obviously certain certain other ones he hasn't, but he has looked good in in, in quite a few games recently. And you would hope that a good a big a good chance forced his way. The problem is he did have a big chance against Leeds in that second half. Adam put it on a plate for him, and he kicks it straight at Melier, mm. and that's from about six yards out. I mean, he's got to, he's got to score as far mm. as I'm concerned. I know it's all it's come to him quickly, but you've got to score. Um, these players have to start have to start uh, chipping in absolutely because Wolves are going to have a real battle on their hands to stay up if the if the strikers aren't um, not necessarily just scoring the goals on their own, but you know, making a big impact in games. And Cunha, I think, has been linking up really nicely. His, um, his link-up play with, that, with other players has mm. been excellent, and I think he brings others into play. But we need a lot more. Look, Lopetegui's had a chance to work with quite a few as well during this international break, which has been nice. There's been, there's been a decent amount, I think, at Compton. But how are the others doing who have been, been away? And, and when do they... I guess a lot of them will be on the way back soon to, to get, you know, two or three days training before a big game on on Saturday, but uh, who's who's done what and where, Liam? Yes, um, yeah, they'll be getting in as soon as possible because I'm sure Lopetegui will want them on the training pitch. But um, Neto scored for the 21s, Portugal 21s, uh, 2-0 win over Romania. Um, so good to see him, regardless of the opposition, regardless of it being the 21s, get him scoring a goal and hopefully getting anywhere near back to his old self again. So uh, hopefully only good news. Um, obviously, we've got Saar, Neves and Nunes all for, for Portugal. Um, Neves came on, I think, got an assist as well. 
Um, a couple of subs, I think, appearances. Yeah, over, over, over the last game. Yeah, they played Luxembourg, beaten 3 0. Sorry, 6 0. Sorry, in the last game. Um, Sara Nunes didn't get on against, uh, against Luxembourg, unfortunately. But, um, well, I suppose it's similar to, to Wolves and Nunes in the moment. Not, Patricia not, still gets a game every no, single game. You think they're going to give Sara a bit of a go, but, but, you know, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Right, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I, I think as of, I mean, we're recording at, what is it, about one-ish now in the yeah. afternoon on Monday. Um, I think because of the time difference, I think it was technically today, early this morning, that uh, Mexico and Jamaica played each other. Um, Jimenez and Dexter Lembikisa both oh. both on the bench, but they both came on. Jimenez came on and got booked, but, oh, they, but, no. they, but, they, but they both played. Um, and obviously- Those are great, aren't they? Those kind of games like, you know, you're, you're chatting away. It, it's... Mexico versus Jamaica, and you've got two Wolves players on the side, Lex Limbikisa and Jimenez. I mean, that's great. I love that. I love those little stories, you know. Little meeting at halfway before the game. Dex, how's it going, lad? Good to see you out here. Who'd have thought it? I kind of like it, no? I like the idea. I mean, it'd be great if there were some pictures of them, wouldn't it? It'd be, yeah. it'd be like the idea of it. But a fair play to, as I said this on the last podcast as well, to Lembekisa for getting this. It's a very senior Jamaica mm. side as opposed to the one he was called up to before. Yeah. Because Tyler Roberts obviously was called up with him um, for the, the, the previous games, but didn't make this one with it being a more senior team. But Lembekisa kept his um, kept his position and did uh, and did, did really well. So mm. fair play to him. Um, that's the first thing I would uh, I would say. Um Looking at uh, looking at some of the other ones, I mean, uh, Eight Nori making Algeria um, debut. I think he's looking for his second cap. I think they play today actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Neto, I think as well. Just to mention, is, is they're playing on Tuesday, the twenty ones again against uh, against Norway. So he'll obviously be hoping to be playing again. Um, Nathan Collins is playing soon. Uh, I think actually tonight, Monday evening. Yeah. Um, they've got a game for the Republic, Republic of Ireland. Jal Gomez didn't play against Morocco for Brazil, so he's still waiting for his first senior game. But okay. hopefully he gets that, he gets his senior debut. That'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joe Hodge as well. Like, he, the, the final one to, to name. There's so many players. It's a good sign. We've got a lot of international. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has been named captain of the Ireland under twenty ones. And great. Um, and and played ninety minutes in their in their comeback win actually against yeah. Iceland, which was on Sunday. Okay. So um, yeah, brilliant for him. I know he did a lot of interviews and stuff around it as well. So um, so I, I really like Joe. I like what he offers on and off the pitch. So hopefully he keeps uh, keeps progressing. Right. Let's uh, let's take a little word from our sponsor, baby, and then we'll go on to some questions. Kellentosman.co.uk. Uh, are our beautiful sponsors plenty of stuff free delivery is still available and of course a warm light folding quartz heater which i've invested in i'll be honest for 16 pounds 16 pounds baby um it's an absolute no-brainer but also a little bit of um i mean it's expensive kino but i think it's worth it literally fits in the palm of your hand a little plug-in so it's in the palm of your hand. It almost looks like a little speaker, a little Bose speaker. Tiny, tiny. <laughs> I plugged in a few things in my time on the, old, on the old nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you plug it in, it's tiny, but it literally just... Uh, the heat that comes from it, it's unbelievable. It literally fills the, fills the room up. I know I know. energy costs are coming down, by the way. I don't know if you knew this, like pretty soon, next two or three months. Well, I hope so. They're going to go back, they're going to down about 40%, 50%, which is, a, which is huge. But in the meantime, thirty-one quid for this bad boy. You can have you can have the heating completely off. This will be absolutely boiling hot room if you want it in about an hour's time. The Beldray Handy Plug-in Heater, thirty-one pounds, but it's a no-brainer. Kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. 
I mean, that does sound ideal, especially mm. when, well, I've told you before how many times I've come back to, uh, especially in the in the cold winter months, come back to my house and uh, especially with the heating costs, yes. it's a little bit cold. Yes. So perfect. Great stuff. Are you going you gonna to tell the people, you show me a picture while I was... Uh... Yes. So it, it was perfect timing because as you were doing your... Uh, Readout. Your, your readout for the sponsor. Um, Wolves actually tweeted some pictures. So um, there's there's not a picture of them together playing, but it's a picture of them in the same game. Lembekisa in his uh, in his Jamaica kit, which by the way is a smart kit. Oh I, mate, I'll Jamaica just, kit. Yeah, I'll just get it up again for you to look at it. I mean, I think that's a nice kit. That could be one you, you like your kits. Maybe that's a purchase for you down the down I, the road. I'm, I'll be honest. I'll be asking Dexter to get me a free one. Yeah, you will. You little <laughs> if you can sort me out. Gaffer. Um, and then obviously Raul playing uh, playing for Mexico as well. So. Um, it's, I mean, it'd be great if we could get if there was a picture of them arm in arm but I don't know and I'm, I'm, I'm just speculating here because I don't know mm. but I don't feel like Raul and Dex Lembekees are probably friends I don't know oh come because, on mate you can see your teammate where, where did they play where did they play uh, they played in Mexico playing in Mexico of course you're going to come across it's like it's like you know you've got a young lad I mean remember he played at Liverpool I think Raul played in that game as well yeah, so no, no, they're teammates. of course they'll know each other but, but they're going to come like... up they're going to come I'm not saying hugs kisses and go out to dinner I'm saying just just a little high five on the on the touchline good to see you pal yeah. no no, no, I agree no? I, no 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 I think there will be I'm just I'd blank I you if I was opposite you when we were away you know what I mean I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to know you it's yeah. only literally this podcast and that's it our relationship's hanging by a thread but for them too it's all good because as far as I'm concerned you can't get enough of me <laughs> you're inviting me everywhere you're inviting me on nights out and you know oh, wow. you're going for food restaurants you can't get enough of me can't get enough of you Spares who? oh wait who's <laughs> listening to this um, uh, I'm only joking football. I'm, I'm only not. joking I'm not I'm not footballprizes.co.uk uh, Jose Sar signed shirt um, and also other prizes available such as um, I think there's a Raul Jimenez signed picture as well home away ice kit available five pounds worth of free certificates for football prizes in the future there's two pound 95 pence 149 tickets available and it closes Wednesday at 7.30 10% discount code Wolves Potty. that's footballprizes.co.uk two pound 95 10% discount is how much Liam? two pound 95 yeah uh, 10%, 10 of £2.95 is, is 29 Yes, come on, son. I'm flying, come baby. Come on. Get him in, set four maths. Well done, young lad. Uh, okay, should we take some questions? Let's do it. Here we go, here we go. What was that? First one is, Spencer says, why has it gone so wrong since Nuno left the club? The whole club don't doesn't feel the same, and who's to blame to go from the top six to the bottom six in a matter of a couple of years? I'll be absolutely uh, honestly in my, in my opinion here I genuinely think Covid had such a massive impact on Wolves it had a big impact on a lot of clubs uh, Wolves would not be the only one but obviously Wolves were were still doing well at the time Covid had a massive impact the connection between Nuno his staff the players and 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 then, and then the fans and the community um, it didn't totally disappear of course not but it took a, a big hit and you're trying to rebuild that and then at a time when Wolves you know, once they came back, were not playing well and and were struggling. It was very dull, is the way to describe it. I think so. That had a massive impact. And then after that, you know, Nuno moved on, and you're making the the decision to replace him and how to to build the club going forward. And Wolves went down a certain route, and it didn't work out with with Bruno. And they're now trying to to rebuild on that. So it's all happened quite quickly. Although it's over a few years, a couple of years, it, it has happened pretty quick. You know, when a manager comes in, goes after eighteen months or so, and you're trying to rebuild the club again. Um, so it's going to take it's going to take a bit of time to get that back. And I think there's been a few good moves in the right direction, but there's work to do. 
Vicky Lawton says, and we'll have a little bit of team use coming up in a bit, but do you think if Bueno isn't fit, we should revert to a five at the back? And also, shall we start Matt Jarvis? <laughs> Matt looked good, honestly. He looked, he looked, that he, second goal, that free kick. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, his first goal was nice, to be fair, yeah. as well. Um, yeah, looked look sharp. Um, it was a shame they, the uh, the competition winner for Shrewsbury, they put him right back and he had to, he had to mark Matt Jarvis, which <laughs> was hilarious. Um with eight noise, what was the question again? Change it to a five? Was that the if if when it wasn't fit, do we change it to five at the back? I can I can see I can see why you might do that. Yeah, um, eight nori I think probably is better in a five than he is, is in a four. And I, love, I love this from Steve as well because he's he's got one that's kind of similar. He says we've been struggling to score goals for the last few seasons. For the remaining ten games, should we shore it up at the back, play defensive, and rely on counter-attacking situations? I know it's boring, but sneaking a few one-nil wins could be enough points to survive. So maybe in the same thing that maybe is, yeah. do you shore it up and go back five and and look, it's the expansive look isn't working and maybe just try and get nil-nils, go on those clean sheets and hope to nick a goal. I think uh, I, th- I think it probably is the way to go and I think that's in some ways how Lopetegui's been because he's been very uh, insistent on clean sheets and keeping it tight at the back. Um, so I could see that definitely. And look also look at the way that Forrest lined up against... Um, against Newcastle in their last game. Brennan Johnson, Gibbs White, Emmanuel Dennis and Ayu all in the starting eleven in a 4-2-3-1. So it's not like how Wolves have been playing 4-2-3-1s when they've had Matinho in the 10 and it's been a little bit more conservative. There's four very much forward-thinking players there. And if they do go after it, Wolves could shore it up at the back and probably catch them on the counter. So it, there's there's an option there. Uh, ben Stack says, you've both been very confident for most of the pods under Lopetegui that will stay up. As a percentage, what was the most confident you felt and what figure is that now? What what would losing to Forest do to that figure? I was probably at a 75 and I'm probably at a, I don't know, maybe a 65. I, I still think they will. Six, so you've got 65% chance that they stay up? Oh, no, maybe not. No, no, that's, a bit, that's a bit 50-50 almost, isn't it? So... Well, I'll tell you mine first. I was at a 98, and now I'm at a 90% chance that they'll stay oh, up. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not I, I'm, I was probably, yeah, okay, I was probably at a 90. I would say I would say 9 out of 10 chance, at, if there's a moment in time, that Wolves will stay out. And I'm probably at an 80 now. And if they if they lost to Forest, I would say I would still I would still have an 8 out of 10. I'm still very confident that they'll stay in this league because I think they've got the quality to do it. And I think um, inevitably, and they'll, they'll get the wins that will see them through to 36, 37 points towards the end of the season. I think, yeah, I think I'd probably go 90-80, I'd say. And then if they lose the Forest, maybe drop that a little bit. Chris Hay- Haycock says, I recall seeing Raul not wearing his headband towards the end of the Leeds game. Any insight into this? I didn't see it. but No, I was trying to keep an eye on him because um, I think someone tweeted me at the time and I thought I saw him still wearing it. So I will look into that and try and double check because I... Um, I know there was times last season when people thought he wasn't wearing it and he was because it's quite thin... Um, and it's also black and he's got black hair so it's difficult to see the, the headband sometimes so I'll double check I'm not saying this person's wrong but I just thought, I thought he was still wearing it but I'll double check and see what I can find out OJ Bailey says out of all the current Wolves players injured included who would you put your money on to win Squid Games? <laughs> um, it's going to have to be someone who's not only a little bit agile but probably more more intellectual than anything they've got to have a bit of a mixture of both mm-hmm. and probably more intellectual than, than anything else. So I will go Giammatino. Oh, Giammatino to win Squid Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm not going to give away. Well, you've just, you've seen enough of Squid Games now. If you haven't seen it, then I'm, I'll give you a spoiler. You think it's going to be someone like that, and then all of a sudden it's uh, it's it's Jeff Shee behind it all. <laughs> what? Behind... <laughs> the man at the end the man at the end you think he's going to be you think he's going to die with Jeff Shee Jeff Shee's your man she oh, wins it all that's unbelievable um, and he also says is it, is it scone or scone uh, I would say scone I would say scone it's, it's, maybe that's a Yorkshire coming from it, me is it scone scone no, it's, it's gone but I don't know. no okay. okay moving on okay moving on <laughs> moving on um Scott says, do any of the legends from the game at the weekend in their prime get into this current Wolves team? In, in their, their prime. Pri- in their prime. There were a few people off their prime on Sunday. Oh, in their prime. That's a tough one because, look, it's it's difficult because it that Wolves team, because a lot of them were sort of, sort of the Dave era, that Wolves team that you know was a good team and some good players, but they were mostly fighting relegation mm. the majority of the time in the Premier League. So um, Wolves were a different kettle of fish now, different owners, different ambitions, different money spent on players. Um, so I don't think any of them do. Really? Okay. I, mean, I, I don't know. We've mentioned him quite a few times already, but I think maybe Jarvis might be one that is a push. But otherwise, no. Um. Let's have a look. Maybe, we'll... maybe a Craddock actually. Craddock at, at a push, or maybe a Craddock. But anyway, yeah. Woodstock says, "Do you think Fabio will get a chance next year?" It's really difficult to tell because uh, I know he put those. He had those quotes recently as well, where he said he, if he had the choice, he'd go back to PSV for another season and keep his continue his development, which is an interesting thing to put out. Um, Wolves want him to come back to at least have a look at him in the summer as a bare minimum. Obviously, what happens then with the new manager, things like that, it, it depends. Um, by new manager, I meant Lopetegui, not someone else. Um, so, it yeah, it, de- it depends really. But as far as Wolves are concerned, they want to bring him back in the summer to have a look at him at least and make a decision. So there's a, there's a decision to make there. I think it's very much 50-50, if I'm honest. Um, and I don't think Wolves would sell him. I've just seen this this one. Mike Pedro, what's the story behind Moneybags Judah? Good paying job, question mark. Generational wealth, question mark. Marry into money, question mark. I think it's all of the above. <laughs> it's all of the above. Go on then, give us an insight. Mike, you've got to start playing poker, young man. When I get back, straight online, play a lot of live tournaments. I shall be playing next week. I've got three big tournaments lined up. Come, come round to mine, Mike. We'll get you sorted out. I've already got Kino on. I'm, I'm, I'm selling it to Kino. I do do a little bit of sports betting as well, but don't gamble. Gambles, gambling's bad, but gambling's good. <laughs> unless, unless you want to be a millionaire. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Supergrand says, "What should Pablo and his wife name the twins?" There's only, there's only two names in there. Go on then. Liam and Nathan. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know what are they were they girls or boys. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, look now, uh, check. Well, first thing I'll say is congratulations to to Pablo and yes. his partner, Carmen, is her name. Um, for having it in International Week so we can relax. And yeah, exactly. Not, yeah. not Forest, just before the Forest Good game. Good um, No, I obviously did the interview with, with Pablo um, a few weeks back and they were obviously about a month away from expecting uh, the, his, well, their first children mm. as well. So uh, I know it was a, a massive deal for the both of them. And um, yeah. I'm happy that they're healthy and uh, good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Well done, Keno. Bring up bring on the football. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole's... Uh, get, get some football boots on them. We'll play them. We'll stick them right back. <laughs> a good right back Ashley Cole was. He's got uh, four questions. No, so I know. I'm only kidding. It's a, I'm moving on. He's terrible. got four questions. One, two, three or four. Uh, which one do you want to answer? Two. Two. Says, if it were a choice of venue for the end of season meal for the team after avoiding relegation, where are you taking them? 
If I chose yeah. the venue, ooh, I you'd would, be you'd be down Mackey's, wouldn't you? No, I would take them to. Uh, I probably shouldn't say the name out loud, but I don't go there. I don't go there very often. I've not been there for a while. I would say the Saxon Mill. The Saxon Mill, which is in uh, Warwick, lovely okay. Warwick. It's a bit of a journey for them, but uh, you know they can get in. I'll get them on a bus. Uh, on a boat. On a on a bus. I'm <laughs> probably losing it, mate. I'm gone. It's gone. Um, I'll get them all on a coach and get them over there. The Saxon Mill is very nice. It's on the sort of river um, in Warwick. It's a very nice sort of posh pub, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's lovely. Good food. Good good choice of um, of beers, by the way, because one of my favourite beers is the Japanese beer Asahi, and they've got that on tap there. Oh. Asahi's brilliant. Yeah, Asahi's nice if you're in the mood for it. If you're not, it can be meh. It's got to be freezing cold as well for oh, me. Oh, it's got to be, yeah. It's got, it's to, be got, nice it's got to be freezing it's cold. so good, though. Oh, there's, nice. there's quite a few pubs near me in Warwick that all do Asahi. There's about four that all do Asahi on tap, and I'm, I love it. I live for it. How many How many could you have at a time if you're having a sesh? Um, well, I don't actually drink too much, only occasionally. But if Kino, I, stop it. No, I'm being 100% stop serious. Stop it. I'm, no, I swear to God. I, I, I normally I'd have a couple on the weekend if I'm if I'm drinking, but I'll go several weeks in a row without drinking all the time. But if, if well, is it a, is it just me and Rosie going to the pub, or is it like the boys, big boys going out, boys going out of the night, big you, Traore, <laughs> Sarabia, and Kilman. Um, <laughs> yeah, how? Well, it wouldn't just it wouldn't be beers all the time though. It'd start with that, and it would move on to some spirits. I get some mm. gins or some whiskeys in there. Oh, you like whiskey? I can't do I whiskey. I like whiskey, yeah, I like whiskey. All of it combined. You're doing 15, 20 easily. 15, 20? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, Are you joking? Yeah, but once the whole night's I'll done. I'll be on the floor after five, once, man. Once the whole night's done. Oh, all, all my God. You might have six, seven pints or something. I'll tell you what I did, I mean... Maybe 15 more than 20. I'll tell you what I've got into recently, but it's got to be really good. It's got to be in a top quality, top-notch cocktail bar. I mean, I don't want to be paying less than £30 for this drink, and it's got to be quality. You know, London prices. £30, you say? You won't get anything less than £20 if you're getting a cocktail in London. Not the places that I'll be taking you for that. Uh, I could find you a cocktail in London, mate, for cheaper. No, not the places that we're going to on the last game of the season, mate. No, no. <laughs> we're going to £25 and above per cocktail. Um, this, a really good, extra dirty martini. Ugh. Gin martini, though, not vodka. What's Oh, fantastic. What's extra dirty about it? Well, just a bit of like pickle juice and a bit of olives. A delicious, really good. Just to take... Oh, mate, honestly. I'll take you to a good I place. I don't think I've had a proper martini before. Well, I haven't done it too recently, Eric, because I'm not... Because, you know, I'm not hugely, hugely into spirits. I've got massively into tequila over the... I would have thought the last two to three years. But a really good gin dirty martini. Oh, my God. I mean, it's like rocket fuel. A couple of them and you are well on your way. But I'll, I'll take you. I'll take I'll you to a couple ten. of places. Mate, you will be on the floor, I guarantee you. You'll be chundering everywhere. No change there, then. <laughs> no, no change there. Uh, Nag says, how great are the Wolves? Women have now won seven. Yes, seven Black Country derbies on the bounce. Liam, um, look, I know you wrote it in the newsletter today, a piece about the Wolves women. Another, another great win. Tight win, but a great win on, on Sunday. Well, yeah, we were there, weren't we, 10, ooh, 11 days ago now, mm. but 10 days ago from the game yesterday when they beat them at the Hawthorns in the league. Uh, comes around to the, uh, the rearranged... Birmingham County Cup semi-final and um, it was a great start Tammy George getting a, a brace within seven minutes um, unfortunately Albion equalised before half time but Destiny Toussaint I love saying her name otherwise. Destiny, great name. great name great name Destiny Toussaint Toussaint um, with a 70th minute winner uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, yeah brilliant I mean look they um, 
they seem to, they, well, they're the, let's be honest, they're the pride of the, the black country. They're smashing Albion every time they play them. Um, look, it was a bit tight, don't get me wrong, on, on, on Sunday, but it was great to see them to see them win again. And they're into another final. They beat Albion in the final last season. We were there at the Bankses um, for that game. Obviously, the best got now, but the Bankses at the time. And um, and they've got Stalbridge, who are in the league below them in the final this year. So, uh, hopefully, back-to-back titles. Good stuff. Um, there's a few people asking about team news, so we're going to come on to that right now. Last one from Ronan. He said, can you do this Premier League table calculator to see where Wolves will finish? I can tell you, we told him on the last podcast, I think I'm going to finish 14th. You think 15th? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Don't, don't, you, need, don't you need to fill it in. 14th and 15th. We're fine. It's all good, Ronan. Whew. Right. Nottingham Forest, City Ground, against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, first of all, I mean, we're not we're not going to know exactly team news, of course. We're probably not going to know exactly team news when the press conference happens because Lobotique will like to keep his cards close to his chest. But there's quite a few players who are going to be in and around this game who could be available who haven't been recently. Mr. Liam Keane. Yes, uh, obviously things change. Look, things might have changed in the last few days or up until the end of this week. So uh, bear that in mind. Um, but as it stands, last last I heard is that you know they hopefully could have some players back. So. I think Huang is very much 50-50. He could make Forest. If he doesn't, he'll be back for the following game, which is Chelsea, isn't it? Chelsea, Chelsea next Saturday. Yeah. Chelsea at home. So um, hopefully not too far away. Bubakar Traore, I think they're hoping. And I think he pretty much confirmed that he was 90% on the, there in the last press conference as well. Uh, I think they're hoping he'll be available for Forest. Whether he makes the squad or not mm. is obviously a, a big question. But I think their hope is that he'll be there, uh, or, or at least ready uh, to be there. Uh, and then obviously you've got the big one with Hugo Bueno because we don't know what's going to happen with with the fullbacks at the moment. And obviously Johnny's uh, Johnny's out. Aitnoy wasn't in the squad. Johnny's out, suspended, obviously. Um, bueno, the situation with him is if he doesn't make Forest, it will be it will, should be the game after. Um, so similar to Huang, but I think he's I think he's a little bit closer than Huang, so there's probably a better chance he'll make Forest. But um, yeah, that's provided that nothing's changed, obviously. So waiting to waiting to find out after that. And then obviously Semedo, he came off. Um, I think he was in a boot after the game as well, from what I heard. It came off against Leeds. Uh, Lopetegui did mention that he took a bit of a knock. So, waiting to see how he is. And if not, Dex Lambikis may get his chance. Wow. Um, also, I would like to see him get the chance, by the way. If, they, if they've yeah. got no one else available and fit to, to play, why not? Do we think after you know, being in a boot from a protective point of view and making substitute appearances that Cunha will be available to start? Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would say that I would say so. Yeah, because he's um, if he's in the squad and coming on, he's he's available to start. And then they're managing the injury, managing the pain and the workload on that injury, on that ankle injury. So he'd be an option to start, I would, unless anything's changed. Um, and I haven't heard that it has. So I think he'd be an option to start. And for me, he has to start alongside Ramirez. How do you win the game, Liam? How how does Lopetegui, with everything that's gone on in the last two to three to four weeks? with the results, with what what's worked, what hasn't worked, with formations. How do you men- mentally and tactically go and win this game? How do you beat Nottingham Forest? If I'm being honest, it, and it's a, a little bit of a risk, I think you try and play it safe early on. I think you try and frustrate them. Whether that's a four or five, but I could see a five being an option. I think you play, even if you do do a five, I think you play three in midfield. And I think you then play Cunha and Jimenez just together, the two of them. So there's not a lot of pace there. There's not a lot of um, creativity. So it's going to be a difficult, particularly service towards them. But Cunha drops into into the space in between midfield and forwards, picks the ball up nicely. It, 
you know, links up with players really well. I think you can get one of Nunes in the midfield as well, get him running beyond. I think there's a, I think there's potential there. And then you bring the players on, you bring, you know, you, your Adamas, your Pedences, your Netos, your Huang, if he's available, bring them on later in the game if you need to try and get a goal and win it. I think you probably play it a little bit safe and I think you keep it tight at the back and you keep your head. You don't allow them to to get under your skin and uh, and frustrate you because that's when Wolves will make mistakes. Will get embroiled in the brawls and the melees that they'll, that will probably will ensue if they if they allow it to happen. Um, and you risk that you run the risk of players getting sent off and and Wolves just losing their heads in general, losing the game. So I think that's for my money. It's, it's not the most ambitious, not the most exciting way of playing it, but for this particular game away from home, maybe the, the smartest thing to do. Mm, it's an interesting one. So I guess the sixty four thousand dollar question: Do Wolves go four or five at the back? Name your team. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say five. Really? I'm going to go for it. Really? You think Nathan Collins comes in? I'm going to go. Sar in goal. This is a... In, would you say they go five at the back, as in that's it going forward, or literally they're picking a game with everything that's gone on just a, as a one-off game and they're going for a five? Or yeah. do you think this, if this works, they'll continue to do this throughout till the end of the season? No, I think you'll have it as an option, but I think it will be very much this game. This game, a uh, one-off, get a result. I think sorry, goal. I'll go with Semedo until I hear otherwise that yeah. he's not available. But I'll go Semedo, Collins, Dawson in the middle, Kilman on the left, Eight Nori left wing back, Lamina, Neves, and Nunes as a midfield. Lamina, Neves, Nunes. Okay, yeah. Jao Gomez drops out. Yeah. Cunha and uh, Jimenez. As the strikers, and of course, for the lack of width and pace that we're talking about going forward, you do have Samedo and Aitnori who should be getting forward as well. Mm. Should be you no, know, they need to do both jobs, obviously, but they should be getting forward and helping. So, I can see some success there. I think I'm with you. I think I'm no with you. No way. I didn't think you'd take this one. No, I think I'm with you. I think that's how you set up. I think that's how you start. I think hopefully they're ahead after 60 minutes if they're level. If they're behind, you can change that very, very easily yeah. formation-wise. We're bringing Sarabia on, we're bringing Pedence on, give a bit or Neto, giving a bit more width, playing Jimenez and Cunha up top, yeah. and you know, go, you know, four, two, three, one, however you want to play it. But I think, I think I'm kind of with you there. I, I do worry a little bit about that pace up front. Yeah, um, yeah no, but I'm, I'm same with that. It's up to, uh, and I guess you know, we're asking. And Nunes to play more advanced or Neves to play a bit more advanced, which you know we, we've kind of talked about in the uh, in the start of the podcast. It's probably not his best position. So yes, can he can he produce? Well, that's about Lopetegui getting him saying, "Look, I need you in this game. I need you to really look after them." Because what they can't be is they can't be cut off. You cannot afford the likes of um, Jimenez and Cunha to be starved of it. And that's got yeah. to and look, I, that's like Nori and Samedo have got to help with that as well. They've got to put shifts in, but they've got to have some kind of um, um, they've, they've got to have some balls coming into them because if they're not, they can look exposed very, very easily. Yeah, and with Nunes as well, you don't have to... Service has got to be good. Yeah, exactly. In that formation, he doesn't have to be a 10. He can still mm. be an 8 and, and, and be a box-to-box, make late runs into the box. As long as there's Carry the ball forward. That's, it's on the wing-backs, though, yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's on the wing-backs to create that width and to, just to create problems for the opposition as well and mm. diversions. But uh, as well as that, you... I think as long as you don't allow Forrest to get under your skin, at the same time as setting up like that, you can potentially frustrate them. Mm-hmm. And frustrating them, you know, you get to 60, 65 minutes, it's nil-nil. 
frustrating then. Of course, they can make changes as well, but that, I think, can only aid you because the crowd mm. will start to get on them a little bit and uh, and I think you, that plays to your advantage as well. Yeah, look, a massive game for them as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. You, but you can't rise to it. Lopetegui's got to lead from the front from the technical area, doesn't he, as well? And they've got to really look after themselves and make sure that it is. Look, 11 versus 11, we can quite easily say, man for man, if you're picking an 11, a best 11 out of those 22 players on the pitch, I mean... How many how many Forest players are getting in? I know you can play this game a lot of times, and the Premier League's not like that. But the majority would be Wolves players, wouldn't they? Vast majority. Ten, if not all. if not all of them. That's what I'm saying. And they've got to let almost the benches and and the situation have got to almost trust in trust in it, and they've got to make sure that their quality speaks, and they've got to perform. They've got to stand up. Now they could have so. I mean, from a quality point of view, they could be weighing above, and they are weighing above Nottingham Forest. But mentally. Some, some of them haven't and there won't be. And mentally, Forest will probably be stronger than them on certain, in certain levels if it gets more water going on <laughs> in the background. They, will be men, they have been mentally strong and some of them are mentally weak at Wolves. I, think that's, I don't think that's any, anything new. So they've got to really put a shift in, don't they? This is a massive game. Yeah, massive. It, it all comes down to me being emotionally mature and, um, and, and not allowing them to get into your skin. Because Are you emotionally mature, Liam? Uh, I would like to think so, okay. yeah. I would like to think so. Um, what about yourself? Um, it depends whether it's now or in Benidorm at 4am. 4am? 7am. So, yeah, it comes down to that for me. You, you cannot allow individuals or the team or whatever it is to get under your skin. Um, and then, for example, look, Cunha, you know, he had a bit of a, a the run-in with, with Gibbs White. Mm. At some point... Yeah. Gibbs White's going to say something to him, or he's going to it's going to be a tackle, and he's going to yeah. give him a little nip or a little nip or it's something be, like that. Yeah, leave a boot in, or it, yeah, it's going to be something. And do not rise get, to do it. Do not rise to it. Mm. Do not react, um, because that is way. That's where as soon as they get you once, mm. they'll play on it. You don't want them complaining. You don't want early bookings. You don't. You know, you've got to be savvy. You've got to be sensible, and you've got to just let quality tell. Absolutely, spot on. Um, for the competition, what we're giving away. Well, I'll be giving away. You choose. Come on. I've chosen the last few. All right. You can um, choose. I'll give away £75 of whatever you want to spend in the Wolf store. How's that? 75 quid of merch. Of merch. It's not bad. It's not bad. What do you mean it's not bad? That's great, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is good. I'm joking. It's good. Um, very generous. £75 um, of club merchandise. You pick it. We buy it. Personally. Um... Myself and Liam, I'm going to go first with the prediction. I'll leave it to you for the big one. What are we looking at? Looking at me, looking at me no, strange. No, are you looking forward to the game? Is it... Pardon? Yeah, yeah. I am, so... looking for, I am looking forward to the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah no, I can't wait. Yeah, can't go wait go for yeah, it. Go on, what's, what's your prediction? Um, I'm going to say Nottingham Forest 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. <sighs> for... I was going to say the same, to be honest. So I feel like I should, wow. I think I should change it up. Wow. I feel like I should change it up, but I also want to say what I was going to say. So <laughs> maybe we'll go a little bit out there. Go on. Desmond. Oh, no, really? Let's go for Desmond. You don't think they're going to win? Let's go for 2-2. Two, two. You don't think you, they're going to win? What do you mean? You just predicted a draw as well. Well, yeah, because because I've got to bet. I've got, this is my profit. This is how I make money. Yeah, I'm going to go Desmond. <sighs> would you take a draw now? Um, I actually probably would. Because I, I just I, I, with Chelsea at home to come up, I just don't think you can lose this game. Yeah, this must not. I lose. think I probably would. This must not lose. Okay, but was um, was Leeds must not lose. I think we did say that, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh well. 
One, one, two, two. We shall see. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Make sure you listen to the podcast, and we shall see you. Some of us will on Saturday. From me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the